0: Therapy Unwound, the podcast that is here for all of us to enjoy the merry dance around the world of therapeutics. My name is Jenny Walker, and you join me here today on a wonderful sunny day at Cornerstone Therapies, the practice studio where therapy unwound originates from thank you so much for being with us this friday morning it is great to be with you thank you for liking joining subscribing and sharing and thank you so much for also becoming part of the cornerstone therapies family i've noticed that there is a lot of you that is joining the cornerstone therapies newsletter so if you'd like to hear more about the practice uh, more from me bi-weekly, go and click on cornerstonetherapies.co.uk where you can do that. So you can also um, book online for any appointments here at the studio. So if you want to come down, have a look, see what we do and become part of the clinic side of the family here, then it'd be great to meet you. Today is Bonfire Weekend um, here in the UK. This is where we um, burn a load of political figures. And I think that's quite apt at the moment, actually. I think it's a good year to celebrate that week. So if you're, if you're looking forward to going to Bonfire Nights with your family, friends, community, I hope you have a really good, safe weekend. Keep the pets indoors and under the blankets. I know Finchley, my little, my little cat, will be... He hides under the bath, actually. That's his safe space. And um, he he just nestles in there and makes sure he's all okay. So, um, yeah, just keep the pets indoors nice and safe. C- close the curtains and you can go off and enjoy the toffee apples and a really good time outside. Today we are looking at a couple of things. Um, but the first one I wanted to do was just make a suggestion, really. I know that the news has been filled lately with so many things. I... I took a step back the other day and it felt like last year since our queen, Queen Elizabeth, died. And it's only been a few weeks and there seems to have been so much that's happened. And we're on this perpetual roller coaster that actually in the newsletter a couple of weeks ago, I suggested that people just turn off their social media, their news, everything. Just turn off all the apps for 48 hours. Just give yourself some time to break away from it a bit. Just give some space, maybe just not engage so much and just allow your brain, your body, your breath to catch up and just take some peace. For myself, I've just taken an Instagram detox week, which is something I do periodically and I always find a bit weird. The first 24 to 48 hours, I find myself just picking my phone up and thinking, oh, there you go. There's my phone. I need to check Instagram. And then after that, it kind of calms down a bit. And I always know I need a detox where I'm automatically picking up my phone and swiping to Instagram and and just looking. No reason, just looking. And I would really suggest that if you are finding yourself overwhelmed with social media, delete the apps. Don't even put a timer on them. Just delete them for maybe four days, five days. My personal choice is seven days because after that, My brain seems to have reset a little bit. But it's actually about Instagram, TikTok and social media that today's podcast is about. It's actually we're going to cover the topic of plastic surgery. And it's a huge topic. We're not even going to scratch the surface in the next 15 minutes. But I do want to talk about it because it has definitely been apparent that it's a theme that comes up. On a regular basis, every three to five years, I would say there's a boom in the conversation around where people are going for plastic surgery. Should we do it? Shouldn't we do it? What are the ethics? All the rest of it. And I think we're about to see a boom in that conversation again. It's definitely been on my podcasts more. And today, today's podcast for Therapy Unwound was absolutely inspired by the hours worth of wonderfulness that came from the financial diet team i know i've mentioned the financial diet here on our podcast many times and i would definitely go out and check out chelsea's incredible company um she started it um around about five six years ago i think And the financial diet teaches you how to live life really well and really smacks at the age group of around about early 20s um, to mid 30s, late early 40s. And their advice is brilliant. I love it. Go do it. This is not sponsored at all. This is just a fangirl moment. But Ryan Houlihan and Julia Lorenz Olson have started a new podcast on that platform and It's the Too Good to Be True podcast from The Financial Diet. And back in October, they released a wonderful one called Instagram Face, TikTok Reveals and the Rise of Cheap Cosmetic Procedures. And they were talking about how expensive plastic surgery is, not just financially, which is the main thing they talk about is the finance side of things, hence the financial diet, But also Ryan was really open about the procedures that he had been through. So he was incredibly open, incredibly honest about his fillers, his Brazilian butt lift, his tummy tucks, his liposuction. And he was going through it on on a cost, um, how much he had spent on it and also how much emotions had been involved in this, how much emotional cost went into it. And I'd really advise going into YouTube and we'll link it. We'll certainly link it down below. Go and listen to that. It's a great hour's conversation because also Julia hasn't had any plastic surgery. And so the two of them were really sharing their experiences. Julia was kind of like finding out about this world of plastic surgery. And it also came um, the week before. BBC Wales released an article about a woman from Wales. It was published on the 23rd of October, and we'll link that article below as well. And she had ended up with spending 15 weeks in hospital over a year after a tummy tuck went wrong when she went to Turkey, and she ended up with sepsis. And it was about the... The fact that she had been for a cheaper version of plastic surgery, her tummy tuck hadn't cost as much in Turkey as it would have done in the UK. And there was nothing wrong about the surgery per se, but actually the aftercare, she couldn't get that from the Turkish hospital um, when she came back to the UK. So she came back with an infection. She ended up not being able to be looked after very well. And because there was that disconnect between the countries. Ryan on the Financial Diet podcast was saying that actually for two months after his surgery, he had 24-hour care um, and he could just call them. He could be checked out at any time, 24 hours a day for two months. And he said without that investment in time, in cost, uh, he wouldn't have got the care that would have helped him through his procedures. And quite rightly, he likened his experiences to being hit with a car you're literally having t- bits taken away from you, and you feel like you've you've been in a car crash. And they were talking about the mommy lift, which is I didn't know this, but apparently is thing. So if you've had kids in the states, and I would imagine it's here also, but I haven't heard about it yet because I do live in a little bit of a bubble. But the mommy lift is a Brazilian butt lift, a boob lift, a tummy tuck, and a facelift. All in one go. And I simply can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Our producer Jeremy's just heard this and has just kind of gone, what? Yeah, it's a thing. So, <laughs> with a bit of liposuction, <laughs> head shakes in the corner. So, yes, this all can come to around about thirty-five dollars to $45,000. But the reason it's done in all in one go is because you only have to have the surgeon for once, you only have the anesthetist once, and you only have the surgery once, surgery room once. So they do it all in one go because it's cheaper. Shaking of the heads, love it. I was definitely shaking my head also. As a as a body working therapist, I can't imagine the body going through much more than that. And there have been a lot of conversations about the Brazilian, Brazilian butt lift and the fact that it's the most dangerous procedure to go through because... Um, that could, with veins and arteries, it can just, it's a thing. You can Google that one. I'm not going into it now, but it's a thing. Anywho, what the mummy lift really shows is the sunk cost issues. And this is where we start kind of breaking out and seeing that there is a lot of time, emotion, and money that is sunk into the investments in plastic surgery. And what really surprised me actually was when I was starting to look around the issue a bit more as I was planning this podcast, as I was thinking about it last week, and really kind of like tracking down what people are going through. And what I was immediately drawn to was the fact that when you've had, say, filler, let's take a really easy filler. So maybe around the eyes or in your lips, and people say, oh, your lips look wonderful. And for six months, you think, yeah, my lips look great. Yeah, that's great. But you want an extra bit of, you know, boost after that. So six months later, you have them a bit bigger and a bit bigger and a bit bigger until suddenly they're abnormal and you need them, you know, reduced. And there's a lot of time invested into getting things changed in our bodies, which is I'm ethically good, bad, or indifferent. It's your body. You can do what you want to it. People would say that my tattoos are kind of like, you know, it's de- defacing my body. That's my choice. I choose to have them. It's the same with plastic surgery. But what I would say is that you get used to a certain way of looking, and suddenly that's not enough. So you go for more. Um, and it's also quite addictive. So there is a lot of kind of like... um investment into the process and the more you invest the less likely you are to walk away from it so if you've invested like the last three years in making your body into a certain visual aesthetic you're not going to then turn away around and go actually don't want that that's not a thing it's incredibly hard to walk away from decisions that you have put your time money and effort and a lot of conversation with people to say, yes, this is what I'm doing, this is who I am, this is what I want to look like. So walking away for some people is not an option. And we have to look at budgets in three separate ways. We have to look at the finance. So if you're financing this work... Are you being? Are you able to afford it? If you missed that one payment and it started crumbling, what would happen? So, if you are going to invest big time into plastic surgery, I'd definitely say budgeted. Budget it as much as you can. I know for my tattoos, I budget it. They're booked in like two months in advance. I save up for them. They're great. It's fantastic, and I enjoy it. Um, time. How much time can you actually invest in this? I think this also comes into the social media um, concern that I have with plastic surgery is that it's such a serotonin hit. When you swipe on the before and afters, your brain learns that if you see a before and after of surgery, It's literally that quick. You have a before photo of a nose that maybe needs some new augmentation. And then you swipe, you see the after and it's beautiful or more aesthetically pleasing, I should say, um, to some people's eyes. And you think that's great. Go for a nose job. What it doesn't contain in that one swipe that your brain has learned over the repeated times that you've done it on Instagram, TikTok or wherever, is that The time also has to include the fact that you're not going to be on, you're not going to be able to work for three weeks while you recover. Your eyes are going to be shut. Your bruising is going to be huge. You're going to be in a lot of pain and there is no way that you will be able to go to work the day after your surgery. You're going to have three weeks off. Is that coming out of your annual um, holiday allowance? How are you going to do that? Are you going to kind of like do it between jobs? Have a think. Seriously, about how you're going to time budget your surgery and be really honest about how much help you need through that process. I know I've had some clients who've had breast augmentation and facelifts in one, so it's a double surgery. And for them, they really needed to make sure that they had enough care around them from family and friends to come and look after them to make sure they're okay and also get them to. Follow up appointments, so they needed transport to get to the consultants to make sure everything was okay. So, make sure you've got enough family and friends around you, make sure you've got enough time to do this. And also, really check in with your emotions. It's very easy to book in for this surgery, to go on this bandwagon. And there's almost no check with it. <laughs> and it's really lucrative for the consultants, right? So they're not gonna kind of like second guess what you want because they like doing it. Um but I really would check in with your emotions. Are you doing this for you to make you feel better? Are you doing this to make other people who look at you judge you less? Really check in with why you're doing this? And I think that is a a big thing when we see younger people more and more going for surgery. And a big thing now is um, surgery to make you look a certain way before you get old. So it's almost what they're now doing is kind of like brow lifts on people in their 20s. So they don't have to have any kind of like gravitational pull on their on their brows and their eyes so they're having surgery before they need it so they don't need it but they will always have to need it after they've had it so really check in with why you're doing it if there is isn't anything wrong if there is if you're battling um, social media filters if you're wanting an instagram face that isn't yours come off Instagram for a month, see how you emotionally feel about your body um, after that time of social detox, then go back to it and then make a decision. As I said, bottom line, I don't care what you do with your body. I think you're fantastic anyway. I treat people of all shapes, sizes, creeds, races, genders, non-races, non-genders, everything in between. So I am happy to help you in any way, shape or form as I can at Cornerstone Therapies. And again, I I have definitely thought about fillers myself. There was a time where I was not feeling great. Um, It was actually about the wrinkles around my eyes. And I had had a few um, photos where I was smiling and I just looked like I had a zillion crow's feet. And actually for me, that social detox that I was talking about, I came off it for quite a while. And, you know, I was fine about them afterwards. And I really didn't need the fillers that I thought I did. So always check in. Ask your friends and family, all honestly, what, what they think about it, how they see you. And if you're not hanging around with people that make you feel great, maybe it's time to change that up as well. So there you go. There's our thoughts on plastic surgery here at Cornstone Therapies. We will support you any which way you choose to go. But I thought it was an interesting one to cover. And thank you for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. I look forward to being back with you next Friday, seven o'clock, and we shall see you then. Take care. Bye.